0: Hello, and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by ForConstructionPros.com, covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. I'm Jonathan Kozlowski, editor of Concrete Contractor. In this episode, we talk with Paul Jaworski, products manager for Minnick Manufacturing Company. Paul has 43 years of experience in the concrete vibration and concrete batching industries. Who better to discuss concrete vibration, its importance, and why contractors would want to control the frequency. And yeah, there's a money-saving aspect in there. Ongoing research into limiting concrete form face surface defects with controlled frequency vibrators has shown great promise. Field investigations into limiting high frequency vibration to control the amount of concrete material separation using the same approach to limit surface distresses in concrete pavements. Researchers have applied some common sense and solid clinical analysis to make pavement surfaces more durable. Let's jump in and start right at the beginning. I asked Paul to explain what concrete vibrator does and why it's important.
1: Through the years with ACI studies and people who've used vibrators, they, they always look at a vibrator to take out. Big air bubbles, macro size of one millimeter or greater. And the actual as, as we've come to learn and study, uh, the vibrator is very, very good at uh, doing that. Uh, but we also look to keep the rest of the materials in the same arrangement, micro aggregate arrangement, as it was when it was batched and put into place prior to vibration. So what we're trying to do is take out big air, leave in little air, don't move water, don't move rocks around, try not to disturb it or harm it, just consolidate it so it's more denser and it's got better
0: uh, strength to it. But we're talking like large picture, not just teeny tiny little uh, cake sized batch of concrete. We're talking large. We're talking
1: vibrating a wall, vibrating a pavement, vibrating a slab. Whenever you put a vibrator into it, all we want to do is densify it without screwing it up.
0: All right. Is this a device a contractor would use each time or are there specific situations that you would and would not use a vibrator?
1: There are situations where you would not use a vibrator when you, okay. have, you have a lot of rebar and you have very small aggregates and you can't get a vibrator head into those areas. They use something a little bit more flowable, mixed design. Um, so they wouldn't use a vibrator for that. Uh, obviously, self consolidating concrete consistencies um, with present vibrators today would separate the materials out Uh, otherwise for footings for most uh, concrete applications um, they will uh, generally pick up a standard issued uh, vibrator whether depending on what kind of energy source they want to use electric pneumatic hydraulic uh, that's what they'll use for 95% of the vibrator applications
0: okay all right and then you write um, an article that I'm actually published, <laughs> you write that the development of on-site non-destructive tests for concrete pavement mixes is being increasingly adopted by departments of transportation. Is this being driven by an organization or someone?
1: Yes, yeah, so they're largely done by university studies working with individual state departments of transportation. And what they looked at is, uh, let's be able to grab a sample of the concrete we're going to use, uh, put a vibrator into it, uh, and look at what the compatibility of that vibrator was with the mixed design that they're going to use. So um, that's what uh, has transpired as far as the initial development of those type of quality control tools that can be on site and and evaluate that relationship between vibrator and mix uh, in real time. Uh, And also um, my company and myself, we are involved with university studies that will um, actually make those tests more um, telling uh, and make them easier. Uh, more portable, and uh, actually extend not just for pavements with DOTS, but actually use um, um, impedance curves that come from a vibrator for uh, evaluating, you know, um, structural placement, uh, vertical placements of concrete.
0: Sure, Un- universities, huh? Um, mm-hmm. I-, I assume there's a lot of research there. Can you walk me through some yeah. of that, and then like kind of slow down with some specific terminology that we should know about?
1: Sure, uh, I started working with the Oklahoma State University um, uh, that Dr. Tyler Lay has a, uh, a research uh, facility, concrete lab that he started working on the box test and that is basically taking a 12 inch by 12 inch by 12 inch box, sticking a vibrator into it and uh, then stripping it and seeing how the concrete came out and that's was used for pavement mixes uh, okay. and seeing if it's compatible with uh, uh, the vibrator. Uh, as our relationship has grown with Oklahoma State and, doc- and Dr. Lay, um, he does, he, he's been moving along into uh, of, Perfecting that more uh, doing more research uh, when it comes to using good quality control tools that can be used right on site in plastic concrete, instead of waiting for it to harden, taking a core sample, you're looking at what the concrete does under vibration. Two days later, two weeks later, it's too late. Okay. So he's looking for what what he would call real time or what the industry is now calling real time and, and perfecting uh, uh, some of those. He's been uh, very good about the research in uh, pavement technologies. And, uh, um, you know, he's the guy to work with. He's a fantastic uh, uh, professor and uh, research scientist for concrete.
0: All right. So what is he trying to like find out exactly like, the better, the better frequency to take more bubbles out. He's what
1: he's looking at. We, uh, Minnick has been very, very gracious in supplying, uh, paving equipment to him. Uh, okay. he's even had a uh, paving machine donated, um, to him from one of the contractors in Oklahoma. And he does research, uh, on, uh, best practices for paving, uh, what vibration does to the concrete uh, looking at uh, uh, various different um, distresses that usually show up on the surface of concrete roads or highways or um, uh, airport runways. Uh, so he's he's just a lead researcher in looking at um, uh, concrete issues.
0: From what I understand, Uh, This was once like a static technology, Mm -hmm. and now recently you can kind of control the vibration frequency. Why would one want to do that?
1: Contractors have used a vibrator for a long period of time, and mixed design has changed uh, dramatically over the course of the last 40 years. Contractors have had to use that same product that they would guess to be Static uh, vibrators, a vibrator. They pick it up. It starts buzzing. They stick it into the concrete, um, and they've had no way of understanding that vibrator because it wasn't controlled uh, frequencies or controlled energy. And uh, so, back in the period when we started looking at how to control a vibrator and uh, be able to evaluate its uh, effects on the consistency of the concrete that's being poured as far as pavements go. Um, You know, I got the idea that all vibration needed to be controlled. We were running way too fast a frequency for where mixed design is gone in our industry. So still the contractor feels that that vibrator is um, uh, static, which will take a lot of education but in the process of trying to do the right thing in the industry uh, make it controlled uh, begin to show people that they can approach um, concrete with a vibrator and have a lot of options and and finding something that's far more compatible for the type of concrete that they're placing.
0: Okay so you were mentioned earlier like Uh, there were certain mixes that you would use a vibration tool for. Mm -hmm. This would be know the mix that you're using yes, and then match that to the frequency. Yes. Okay. Are we talking like large ranges? Is there like some Hertz that works (laughs) in a small, uh, small range or are we talking like thousands of Hertz's? Uh, We're talking,
1: we're talking thousands of Hertz's when, um, if you were to think of concrete as peanut butter, when you put a vibrator that runs somewhere around 12,000 vibrations per minute into peanut butter consistency, it's harder and harder to get air out of it. It's harder to move the actual peanut chunks and, and skippy chunky peanut butter around. Okay, because it's got a consistency that resists separation. When you get into today's mix designs, you're um, really looking to go from that 12,000 down to 8,000 or 6,000. Because the consistency of concrete for pumpable mixes, so placement by a pump, uh, they don't like to pump Skippy. They like to pump Campbell's soup. Okay, Does that All make right. sense? And uh, that is very easy to separate out the little, you know, the noodles and the peas and the, <laughs> out of that soup. It'll take it to the bottom, and the water will come up to the top because you're using a frequency that was really designed in 1968 when, when vibrators were designed um, to uh, work in Skippy peanut butter, not Campbell soup. So we are looking to we have uh, uh, controlled the vibrator and done a lot of field samples to uh, try not to separate the um, the materials from a soupier mix.
0: Sure, you can still use the high. Obviously, it's been working, right? You can, you can still use the twelve thousand. Yes, it's an option. Okay, awesome. How would you control this type of thing? I mean. Is it a dial? Are, are we, uh, we press pressing a foot pump or something? We we, we
1: tried. We looked at that, and we didn't want to uh, – we wanted to keep it on the level of science. So with a lot of the people that have done our field trials, contractors, they have um, – they take their actual iPhone, and when they turn the vibrator on, it's just like uh, – syncing your iPhone to your car, uh, computer, uh, to use your telephone. Uh, so we, what we do is they'll pick a speed and they'll, at pre-trial, pre-construction trials, and they'll use the concrete mix. They're going to, they'll put it into a nice four foot high, eight, you know, a four foot or eight foot high form, put the concrete in it, stick the vibrator in it, pick a speed and they will, um, uh, look to see if that speed is compatible. So basically a guy that thinks that a vibrator is static and runs it at 12,000 or 11,000 or whatever speed that that vibrator will run in against whatever the load of the concrete is, okay. Skippy peanut butter has more load against the head, so it'll slow it down. Campbell soup doesn't have any resistance to a vibrator, so it's going to run at full speed, basically. So... What we do is we um, allow the contractor to look at um, what affects it, and they can set the speed by their iPhone. In our trials, um, they actually can look at the curves and see how the concrete's doing against the resistance of the load. Um, and that's where a lot of the research falls in you know, a couple of universities is that they're looking at those curves because those curves are telling you when you've done vibrate the concrete. Um, we're looking at it right now in small sample form. We're looking at it like we're going to watch this whole job as we vibrate a wall for the next 40 minutes, but we're looking at it how is that vibrator reacting in a small sample size.
0: Is that research going to come available for contractors? Because I would imagine trial and error when -hmm. you have a deadline is not attractive. That's right. (laughs)
1: It's, uh, you know, so much of concrete is is uh, production orientated. Uh, you know, how fast can you produce it? How fast can you put out balls? Uh, so that's why we do it at pre-construction to pick a speed that says, this could be my mix design. Um, and so we're going to hand a laborer, a vibrator that has a pre-setting to it. Mm-hmm. And of the speed that they picked out for the compatibility of the mix design. Um, they'll attack it at that way. That's uh, of the trials that were done this year. Um, that's how um, the process went. There's no dial on it. They, all they have is a switch on and off. And it's actually controlled by the foreman or quality control for the, for the construction firm that have chosen what speed they want to attack it. Obviously, if you have, um, if you were to say skippy peanut butter uh, is a four inch slump material, okay, okay? Um, by the slump cone, that's how they measure workability, okay. Um, When you get into pumpables, they run six, eight inch slump, nine inch slump. And if you use the same speed, you're going to have material separation, Mm -hmm. and that's what is evaluated in pre-construction trials. The speeds are set by your telephone via Bluetooth and uh, you can actually watch the progress of it if you like or keep the curves and you can actually uh, see what the, as the concrete change from the producer because the curve changes. So there's a lot of data, contractors are getting to the point where they like connectivity Mm -hmm. Um, They like to be, they like to have data that's connected to their job, they like to have data data to analyze, um, to see uh, where their efficiencies are. Um, When you separate out material, you end up with water going to the uh, face of the form in your structure, and when they strip it, there's holes, and then they have to patch it in a lot of cases, and that costs them money, and uh, that's what we're basically fighting against.
0: You you mentioned iPhone. Does this work for Android too? Because
1: it does. Uh, we we prefer uh, an iPad or an iPhone only because with iOS systems they that's the only system that's on those, and when they have updates, it's yeah. only one update. When you go to Android, and we do have an Android one, it's. Every phone manufacturer in the Android has a different operating system of the telephone. So you would have to change all those different
0: <laughs> updates. I, I think there even is a peanut butter operating system because <laughs> you like using phone um, food names <laughs> and desserts. That's right. But it, uh, it's primarily Apple. Primarily, and that's, it's,
1: you can use an Android, and uh, I don't know if... if how how much our IT department is is pulled in like the most popular um uh, phone manufacturers because you would have to track all their uh we have to track all their updates and send updates out to our customer bases that sure. are those It's simple with it's simple with iOS systems
0: yeah. you just just going to need a case that can survive the job site yes and
1: well be- it's kind of funny cuz one of the first questions i asked uh Contractors one in 2018 uh, started this program was Would you allow a laborer to pull out his telephone on the job to look at something? You know, and they're like, "No." (laughs) Really? (laughs) Well, they're they're afraid they'd be on their phone for other
0: reasons. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's no Facebook on the (laughs) like when you're supposed to be working.
1: That's right. So, but you know, I talked to a lot of I talked to a lot of these structural engineers and. uh, quality control people that are contractors and they were obviously for this program and understood it and uh we kept it down to um just a handful of contractors uh that we work with in uh perfecting this, getting the correct amount of data both for our research um partners
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and uh also um for our own uh, knowledge base in tweaking the app, okay, which is but that's always like somebody wants something else in that app that would help them with their, um, you know, being uh, connected to the job site because, uh, that goes right to the telephone. It goes into a cl- the information, goes into a cloud from there, uh, which they're able to pull off the actual logs and look at the performance. So it's a learning base. It's a learning base, uh, uh, system uh, for the contractor who's never had that opportunity, let alone think of a vibrator than anything other than static. So there's that education gap that we've been trying to fill. It's very important. It's important with ACI uh, as far as the filling that information gap of the people that write the uh, concrete specifications. So. It's a big job. Uh, it's the right technology. Uh, that vibration does have to be controlled. because we don't have any um, uh, detractors on that premise, um, whether it's in the technical community or any other human we talk to. It's like, you know, would you would you want to drive your car without a odometer? You know, <laughs> you know, and that's basically what it is. It's like there's some, you know, there's some definitely some downfall in uh, not being able to. Um, use a tool that isn't controlled and you understand the dynamics and have the education to, uh, to actually um, help with uh, uh, making your concrete, uh, you know, less of an issue once you strip the forms. Sure. Any right? money patching, uh, you know, all the things that we're looking at it from other markets too, like uh, bridge decks, you know, permeability. Put sodium chloride on them. You don't want that soaking into the bridge deck. You don't want a vibrator to move water in that bridge deck. You know, so there's there's some real uh, uh, benefits in controlling it and allowing the industry to have that information to begin
0: the education process and the control process. Sure, almost kind of sounds like an art form.
1: Um, we're trying to take it trying to take it out of the art form and sure. and not being um, strictly married to the science and the curve, uh, you know sensing, sensing when uh, the vibrator should slow down to something, you can actually look at it on the curve it'll, it'll tell you when you start moving concrete, when concrete starts flowing, how much energy you're using to get both of those things done we can really do some artificial intelligence to it uh, but yet the operator is very important on, on how long you use in one spot so there is an art form to it that we can't totally, um, uh, eliminate, but we can sure give them a lot of, of information that's short of just a total artificial intelligence use of the tool. Sure,
0: sure. Jarvis is helping you on the job site. <laughs> <laughs> Would this, um, c- kind of help the contractor be more consistent in their like final results?
1: Well, that's a good question. Uh, because, um, we, what we found in early testing is that you have a lot of variability in the entire system. You have a, um, a laboratory that puts out a mix design. And presently, we can put a curve to uh, the compatibility of the concrete to the vibrator. What speed you should be running. Okay. And then, you take, then when you take the next step, you go into batching. Okay? And there's some variability to it. And in that in that variability there's uh uh you know you can sense that uh, so in transport is as, as as a truck comes to the place there's there's an issue with with uh, uh did they put water in it to it become thinner is there an issue um and so when we started going to the contract and say like, here if you run this thing at at 8 000, this is going to come out a lot better with your eight-inch slump concrete. Your Campbell soup is going to come out a lot better um, on your <laughs> four bases if you um, um, cut your speed down. Now, when the contractors started using this, they didn't know that there was even another level of variability. So, um, what we come to understand that there needed to be a marriage for the contractor to actually get the most benefit out of it. Cause he'd look at it and go, I still got these holes on my wall and I cut it back to 8,000. Well, the guy had water down the line and now you got a bunch of water in there. So you even needed to go slower because the consistency changed. So we know that the other part uh, that we talked about was the tools, okay? If that's gonna give you a curve, well, you can actually you stick the vibrator in that curve can tell you that your concrete's changed and that is what really is a benefit to the contractor not only just picking hey this should be the speed i don't have the issues with the concrete it consolidates it it doesn't leave uh, holes in my surface uh, because of water movement Um, not only that but as his mix changes from the producer or the truck driver or whoever added water to it, the pump operator, uh, which happens on a lot of jobs, they were seeing in the initial uh, uh, trials with a controlled speed vibrator, they were still seeing some holes in it, and they weren't there when they set the speed. Well, with the curve, they can look at that. And with the test that incorporates the curve, they can look at that and that's going to be a real value to them the testing uh development is a, is a real value there's a lot of contractors when we walked off the job after the trial they still use the vibrator because it cuts down on their their um, um imperfections, surface imperfections on the on the walls and, and sure. yeah, they're vibrating but to really grind it down into real value has been data collection and, and looking at tool development, QC tool development that's gonna allow them to really keep an eye on what happens with their concrete.
0: Kind of getting an inside look of what's happening while it's sitting there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Thank and you. I didn't, I, 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 <laughs> it's kind of interesting to think that this wasn't available years ago like why is it 2021 suddenly we have this you know what i mean
1: well i tell you what i started it the thought process in in 2007 and there was a lot of things that we had to learn the reason none of the research was there for me to go into a library i basically had to pull out all the theory from how other tests were conductive Conducted and what were the results? Sure. So not only was that time, it was also a large education both to manufacturers and and research people. You know, when you first pitched this concept that this way it should be done, they look at you like you were just crazy. You know, because they were still thinking you know, vibrator is a vibrator.
0: Yeah, you know, they
1: didn't even know what speed it runs at, and you could buy the same model over five manufacturers because we tested it and they were all different speeds and they all acted different under load so the end user had no chance of ever figuring anything out and he couldn't control anything on that vibrator anyway so. wow
0: that's pretty cool before we uh kind of wrap things up i don't want to take your entire day talking about vibrators but, but I think I could ask you millions of questions and, <laughs> about this. Do you? Uh, yeah. Do you? Um, the holidays are coming up. We're recording this early December, uh, and I know the holidays are coming up, and the television's full of movies. I can't get away of them, away mm-hmm. from them. Do you have a favorite holiday movie?
1: Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's probably miracle on thirty-fourth street. A classic. It's a classic and I like both of them. I like the old one and I like the new one, the remake. Uh I you know it's a great story and um I enjoy watching it.
0: Yeah.
1: And the or, idea that, you know Or I can sit with my wife and watch one hundred and one Hallmark movies.
0: <laughs> as long as they're the good ones and not the uh <laughs> the, the true crime. <laughs> hallmark movies <laughs> anyway we did we talked a lot about uh concrete vibration and every in like kind of a general sense um if somebody wants some more in-depth information and ask you some better questions than i how can uh, somebody get a hold of you
1: well, I um I get uh, called by many many organizations, contractors, associations specifiers, and I'm open to helping anybody out with uh, vibration, and they can contact me by uh, my email or my my cell phone number. That's what most people do. I answer my cell phone, and right. um, I'm, I'm there to help or. I think the best thing is is that I'll answer that question and I'll find somebody intelligent to answer for you because I've we'll worked
0: with a lot of smart people. Sure. <laughs> That's my plan too. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. You did a good job.
0: <laughs> thank you. You too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> and that about does it for this episode thank you to Paul of Minute Manufacturing for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every Monday for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by FourConstructionPros.com. Make sure to subscribe and share. Until next time, stay safe out there.